the app and under the Campus Launch logo. Uh, just click on that and it'll open the notes for you. And then just like the weekend notes, you can uh, email them to yourselves, keep a folder uh, filed away. We're going to add every session on there as we go uh, over the next uh, six-ish months. Uh, so that's an option for you as well. Uh, if you prefer a paper option, how many prefer a paper option? We've got paper up here. Why don't you run up quickly? There's a pile there, a pile here. Come on up and grab yourselves a paper option. No school like the old school. Wow, tree hugger, grabbing the paper. This is like a sozo happening right here. Tremendous. She's set free. Completely free, I love it. <clears throat> yeah, paper copies up here, digital on your app, nice try. <laughs> okay, there's none left. Really, we ran out? Didn't we have like 150 of these things? None left. Okay, how many... Uh, how many people didn't get one that would like one? Let's see your hands. We can do a count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven? Okay, maybe just grab ten. Okay, thanks. Yep. Okay, Mary's going to... Uh, let's see your hands if you missed one and you want one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, it looks like. Eleven, so do like fifteen just to be safe for the late stragglers. All right, let's open up with a quick word of prayer here, why don't we? <clears throat> Lord God, we are just so excited to be a part of what you're doing. Lord, it's amazing that we're getting to partner with you as your kingdom expands in our city. Lord, all of us here tonight, we ask you to have your way in us, use us. Lord, let this become just a great team gelled together, uh, both here and at our new campus, uh, establishing what you want to establish in Hamilton through Living Hope. Have your way tonight, we ask in your mighty name. And everyone said? Yes. Amen. So just to remind everybody, some of you who are in here and thinking, I hope this isn't just for Gage Park people, because I'm not going to be a Gage Park person. This is applicable for both locations. Everything we're going to be talking about tonight and in future weeks, uh, we're going to be using the same, uh, the same strategies, the same ideas, the same mindsets uh, at both sites. We, we, we figured with launching a new site, this is a great time to if you will, launch some new things at this site. We didn't want this at all to be like a new campus gets launched with a whole bunch of new ideas and strategy that don't apply here because uh, we believe these strategies are going to be instrumental uh, in reaching people. How many here, just by show of hands, uh, are part of either the one-year or the full-time Cumberland or Gage Park launch team? You RSVP'd. Put your hands up good and high if that's you. Okay, so a little more than half, which is about right. If you're here and, you've, if you're here and you do want to be on that team, either for one year or permanently for, for Gage Park location, please go onto the website when you go home tonight, click on the Campus Launch logo, and there's a short survey in there that we need to hear from you on, uh, just regarding your areas of ministry and, and so on and so forth. Okay, so let's dive in here. We don't have lots of time, and I want to cover a lot of material, and that's not a good combo. Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. We talked about this a bit last month at our info night. 
Jerusalem, the city, Judea, the broader region where Jerusalem was located, and then Samaria was even the further regions, the Palestine regions uh, at that time. Uh, one of the things that's instrumental in this verse is it's talking about every nation, every tongue, every tribe, every people group. We believe God has called us to impact everybody that we have the ability to impact. And we're starting right here in our own city. We believe that there's way more of a harvest in Hamilton. How many would agree there's many people who need Jesus in Hamilton? Amen? So we're called to share the good news with everybody, whether they look like you, whether they're opposite of you, raised on the different side of the tracks than you, it doesn't matter. God wants to use us to reach everyone. Go ahead and lift your hand up if you need a uh, paper copy here. They're coming around with that now. Wow, okay, more hands went up already. Might need another photocopy run. Keep your hands up. <clears throat> First Corinthians 9, uh, you can write this down if it's not in there, uh, in your notes or add it into your notes, but 1 Corinthians 9 gives us a whole uh, teaching here about being compelled by God to teach the good news, to preach the good news. In verse um, 16, it says, it would be terrible of me if I didn't preach the good news. How many would say the news of Jesus has been good in your life? We need to tell people, like we shared on the weekend, and by the way, wasn't it great to see 10 people come to Jesus on the weekend, give their hearts to Jesus? This is what it's all about. This is why we're expanding. This is why we're opening uh, up a new location. Connecting people to Jesus is what our church exists for and will always ex exist for. You know, we've had many conversations with some of the leaders who oversee our pastoral organization, MFI, Ministers Fellowship International, over the years. And all of them, 100% of the time, are stunned when they hear that 75% of our church is made up of people who got saved when they came here. They're, they're always stunned by it. And this is within our organization. I, I could give you denominational stats that are you know, like 2% would be new convert growth. Uh, but even within our spirit-filled, you know, very similar-minded, similar-spirited churches, they say that's just an unheard-of number. Like, even 50% is an unheard-of number. Uh, because this has been our focus from day one, reaching new people for Jesus. We're not interested in outdoing other churches. We're interested in loving our community, sharing the good news uh, of Jesus. Amen? I love this verse, Jeremiah 29. Uh, 6, 7, and 11. It says, multiply, don't dwindle away. Work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I've sent you into exile. Pray for its welfare because its welfare will determine your welfare. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for good and disaster to give you a hope and a future. How many believe that? Come on, Jesus is the hope of our city. Amen? Amen. So the Great Commission is our marching orders. The Great Commission is our, our, the agenda, what we're here to do, and it's going to require dedicated, selfless, hard work to make it happen. Nobody accomplished anything great for Jesus by just drifting along. As my dad has said over the years, hanging out on the lazy river ride. Nobody's accomplished uh, great things for Jesus. Uh, it's going to be committing uh, to dying to ourselves, working together as a team, and ultimately just being in God's presence, believing God that he is going to use us both here at the Westmount location uh, and at our new uh, Gage Park uh, location. Okay, so number one, let's dive in here. Uh, you can follow along up here on the notes as well as uh, on your app or uh, on paper. We tried to give you some room on paper there to jot extra thoughts down because I'm going to add a lot more than what's in the notes. The first thing we're going to look at here is our training strategy and our core commitments. Okay, training strategy and core commitments. Our commitment level is going to be a 12-month minimum for those who have offered to help launch, and we've already explained that, and that's on the website on the survey. 
Some of you might say, long term, I see myself being here, but I'll give you absolutely a full year to help you get that thing up and running uh, at Gage Park. And then others of you have said, hey, that's going to be my home church. I already live near there. I'm more connected near there. Uh, so that's fine. But we want at least a 12-month minimum connection. We want at least one A-team area of serving, at least one. And like we talked about last month, we would love to hear from you if you're willing to cross-train in other areas. So far on the uh, RSVPs online, uh, I took a look through there, and of the 77 people who have done the survey and responded back, I think there was only a few people, like three, two or three people, who weren't able to cross-train, and that was because they were already in pretty significant areas. So 70-plus people so far have said, yeah, I'll cross-train. That's what we need to get this thing done. When I saw that, I was like, yes, come on, this is going to work. Because it's not just going to be able to, we're not going to be able to say, I want to expand into new territory, push back the gates of hell, do something we've never done before, but only one time a month for a couple hours. It doesn't work that way, right? We're going to need to just roll up our sleeves a bit more. So I was really uh, excited to see that response uh, on that survey. Um, meeting people each weekend and helping connect them to the life of the church. This is going to be on all of us to do. I think most of you probably know and understand and believe that, but I, I want to make sure we combat any wrong concept where we think that it's just up to C-group leaders to be connecting with people. You know, the C-group leaders and uh, the pastors are the ones who connect with the new people. You know, we just do our business in our department. I'm going to do, we're going to do a bit of role-playing here, uh, and I'm going to try to help show you just briefly with a bit of fun role-playing how we're going to structure both locations to have more built-in to the flow of services, uh, more of a built-in connection taking place with new people, helping connect them where they fit into, uh, into the church. So to give you a quick example, um, when there was a church we visited in Florida a few times uh, back when my parents had a place down there. And Mary and I, the first time we went, we walked in with our kids, and they have your greeters at the front door like we do here. And they talk to you for a minute. They just, you know, they're friendly. They say hi. Uh, and then they, you know, I think they might have asked, or, you know, do we want the kids to uh, know, to be able to take them to the kids' area? And they take us, and they connected us with somebody else right in the foyer there who was working with the kids' ministry. They took us all the way down to the kids' wing, got the kids all signed in. We sent them off to their classes, and then they walked us right to, they didn't just point. They walked us right to the auditorium, right into the auditorium to a row with seats and sat us down. And then they went back to the foyer and did it all over again. And they had a rotating uh, group of people doing that. Now, this church was ginormous, so I suspect the team was ginormous. But we want to have that same approach. When someone comes, we don't want them just to wander in, and hopefully they find if there's any youth here or if there's any young adult uh, leaders here or if there's a kid's class somewhere. Where is it? I don't know where it is. We want to be connecting with people and all of us in every department realizing it's my job to connect them into the church. So uh, why don't we get my sister to come on up here? What age group should we do first? Why don't we get Melissa? You can just chill over this way somewhere. And how about a volunteer in the crowd who is either a teenager or a parent with teenage age kids? Okay, I just, uh, how about you? Both of you? Sure. Two girls, come on in. Two friends coming to church together for the first time. Come on over. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. <clears throat> Marisa, oh, here you go. Marisa is representing our new uh, greeting team, which we don't yet have a name for, but we're going to make some revamps there. My suggestion was God's greeters, but that got ixnade. <laughs> Pretty sweet. <laughs> Nobody will forget that, God's greeters. So they will have... Uh, 
Glory greeters, yes, that works. <laughs> we could completely derail this whole session and just spend time now coming up with cheesy names. Why is it when you need creative people to come up with names? We can think of cheesy names all night long, but not good names. Like, we can't think of a good name. So, the greeting folks out in the uh, hallway, she's representing them as if, you know, so these two young ladies are going to walk in like they're visiting the church, and they're going to encounter her, and they're going to have a discussion. And Melissa is representing one of our youth workers. We're going to start to get strategic. One idea we've thrown around, for example, is with on that team that is in the foyer, we want to have representatives of young adults, kids workers, uh, Elevate workers. So there's somebody right there. I can't, I've lost track how many times I'm in here after a service and I meet somebody with teenagers and I'm like looking over their shoulder while talking, trying to find a teenager or a, a youth worker. We want to just have them right there handy so we know we can, uh, we can take them over there. So Melissa, why don't you come hang out down this way? Just stand there looking official. She's kind of the end of the process here. She's the handoff. Once the handoff happens, we're good. These two need a microphone, though, because you're going to come in and be like newbies, having no idea where you're going. Okay, and this is the, this wonderful woman here, who you may know, is going to be the one, uh, Hello, Mom. The, one the one greeting you, asking questions, Hello. and off you go, okay? So take it away. Oh, oh mine worked. <laughs> uh, I can't even read with, oh, lead, lead mic. None of us can hear it. Well, oh, there, there we go. <laughs> I'm hanging out in the foyer waiting for people to come to church with a smile on my face. <laughs> hey, guys. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you? Good. It's so good to see you here. You come here often? No. No, this is our first time. Oh, your first time. That's awesome. Well, I'm Marisa. Hello. And what's your name? I'm Renee. Hi, Renee. Olivia. Hi, Olivia. It's so, <laughs> so nice to meet you guys. What's that? Don't you guys have your own mic over there? Yeah, they have a mic, but okay. you know. We have a mic. Yeah, we have a mic. Well, it's so great to meet you guys. Uh, what school do you guys go to? I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look very young to have graduated. You must be a genius. <laughs> Because you're both geniuses? Yeah, we're genius sisters. You're yeah, genius sisters. Twins. You're yeah, twin, twin genius yep. sisters. Well, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here with us this morning. Hey, I would love to introduce you to um, one of our, we have a youth group here called there? Elevate. Okay. And there's tons of cool people, probably not as cool as you, but. Are they geniuses? They are all geniuses. In fact, they've all graduated by grade nine. It's really incredible. <laughs> okay. So would you come on with me? I'd love to introduce yeah, you to Melissa. Go. Melissa's one of our Elevate um, small group leaders. Hey, Melissa. This is um, Renee and Olivia. They are child prodigies. They graduated. <laughs> they, they graduated in grade nine, and this is their first time at church ever today. Oh, wow. Welcome, guys. Here, why don't you come sit with me? Sure. Oh, thank you. Enjoy the service. There we go. <laughs> Pass off and complete. Okay. Thank you, ladies. Give them a big hand. Okay, so you two can come down here where uh, where Melissa was. These are our two young, two of our young adult uh, workers. Why don't we get this a cute? Keep him in line, Janaya. Right here. Why don't you guys come on up? Don't be shy, bro. Come on.
I'm going to be in the foyer waiting for people to arrive with a smile on my face. Ham <laughs> Ham <it up>. <laughs> All right, take it away. Because you know when, they, when you have a smile on your face, you're sending a message, right? And when you're like this, welcome to my church. You're sending a message without even talking. Now, one of you, and I suspect Josh maybe would fit this role better, why don't you just be like very... Uh, Unsure of the fact that you're here. Me? Yeah. 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 I don't like church. I brought you here. <laughs> you dragged him. Which, I mean, seriously, like, I don't know, half the people I meet oh, often yeah. is like that. And a couple, one person literally has dragged the other person, but you still want to try to have yeah. some semblance of uh, interaction, right? It's not all quite like that, where two bubbly girls are just thrilled to be here because one of them is their mom. Okay, so take it away. Hi, welcome. I'm Marisa. Nice to meet you. I'm Jessica. Hi, Jessica. I'm Marisa. And you are? <laughs> I'm Josh. Hi, Josh. So nice to meet you guys. Welcome to church. Thank How you. How long have you guys been coming here? Uh, this is our first time. Your first time. Hang on. Can I stop right there? Did you notice this question? She's asked both times. How long have you been coming here? The worst question you can ask is, is this your first time? No, I've been coming for 17 months. <laughs> That's the worst. Guilty. Yeah, we've all done it. This is how we've learned this. So when the church is getting bigger and bigger, you don't know everyone. So it's very realistic a possibility that you may be meeting them for the first time, but they've been coming for a while. So the better question is, how long have you been coming here? Okay, go ahead. Take it away. This is your first time. That's so cool. How did you hear about the church? Uh, we live in the area, and we saw that something was built, and we decided to just see what it was about. Oh, well, I'm so glad you're here to check us out today. I hope you really enjoy your time with us. Um, I got some friends over here. What? He's rolling his eyes. Oh, bored, stiff. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> I'm directing all my attention to the talkative one. <laughs> I would love to introduce you to Rodrigue and Jenea. Want to come with me? Um, these guys, are they work with our young adults here at the church. And they would love to meet you. I apologize in advance for him. Wow. <laughs> He's a work in progress. No. In all seriousness, this is Jenea and this is Rod. Guys, this is their first time here today. Oh, wow. Awesome. Cool, man. And they were saying that they lived in the neighborhood. They saw the whole building being constructed, and they just wanted to come by and check us out. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Yeah, well, we're heading in. Do you guys want to join us? Sure. Sweet. All right. Very well done. Guys, give them a big hand. Thanks for coming on up. Okay, one more. Okay, one more. You, uh, Amanda, can be the one down there. There's somebody in here with the tiny little monkey-aged people in your life. Little kiddos. Will. Will? Yes. Will and Rachel. Okay, these guys, beat, these guys beat you to it. Will and Rachel, yeah, come on over. You never know what's going to happen when Will has the mic. Hey, last one. Kids. Kids. Yeah, Will, try to... Dab. We don't have time for a dab time for a dab competition this evening. Unfortunately. He's gonna want You're gonna Thank want you. this? Okay, so a couple parents with uh, little kids and Where's their kids? Do we have some volunteer children? Josh? Josh. Josh. Yes. Melissa. Uh-huh. Yeah. That works. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this is great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Now, what a cute family. I, I, I want you to behave tonight, okay? I love my job All so right, much. Thank you. <laughs> Melissa, oh, Melissa should try acting like a child. Like, try to play the part here. <laughs> Welcome. I'm Marisa. Hi, Rachel. Hi, I'm Will. Hey. I'm Will. Nice to meet you. Hi, Will. Nice to meet this you. This is my son, Josh. Oh, hi, Josh. I'm Marisa. Josh, don't be afraid. Remember what we told you? Come on. Aren't you precious? At least, at least say hi to her, please, okay? Oh, hi. Are you? Unbelievable. Oh. Are they little? Rainbow, what a lovely name. <laughs> Hi, Rainbow. Rainbow, what's your favorite color? <laughs> so, how long have you guys been coming here? Uh, maybe. Forever. <laughs> Feels like a long time. It's I our know. first time. It's your first time. Um, Welcome. Yeah, Welcome. Yeah. So Thank glad you. that you're here. W would you like to um, come and meet our? Do you, do you have staff that can handle Young Josh, though? Definitely Young Josh. I'm not sure about Rainbow. <laughs> no, absolutely we do. Actually, come on over here. I'd right, love to awesome. introduce you to Amanda. Hey, come on, let's we go. have an awesome kids program here. You're pretty good at that. So <laughs> please okay. fix your hair. <laughs> Hi, thank you. My name is Will, and this oh is my, my son, Josh. He doesn't, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Stop, Rainbow, stop. Just relax. Before relax. these guys take up the whole night, give them a hand. Nice work. Nice work. All right, that's it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Good job, Mama. Man, if there was a way to have like a role-playing ministry, this church would explode. We would, if you could somehow reach people through role-playing, that would be incredible. Wow. Okay, so do you get the picture? The workers in the foyer, this is how you're going to be trained. There won't be any just like, hi, and that's it. We're going to be trying to connect people. And if you can get people connected and feeling comfortable... Uh, they're going to just feel that much more comfortable about coming, not having to feel like they're wandering around in a building, but they don't know anybody and looking for where things are and feeling a bit awkward, you know. We want to just remove the awkwardness and understand that every role, every small group leader, every A-team, everybody, cafe, kids, you name it, we're all working to connect people to the life of the church. Amen? Okay. 
<clears throat> personal commitments. We're going to dive into this before we finish up here. Number one, character commitments we're going to look at. Letter A, the first one, this is a biggie, unity. Okay, so when we say, when we say personal commitments, these are things that we believe all of us need to commit to doing and commit to being if we're going to be part of the launch team, but really be part of any team at any location. This is why this stuff's applicable all the way across the board. Psalm 133, behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. You skip forward down to the end, it says it's like the dew of Hermon falls on the mountains of Zion. There, in that place, is where the Lord commands his blessing, life forevermore. How many believe the blessing of the Lord needs to be commanded if a church is going to flourish and succeed? Amen? We need God's blessing, and we need to have unity. We need to commit to unity, church. We need to commit uh, to unity. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about this. This is a spiritual endeavor, and the enemy is always looking for any way he can to sow a bit of disunity. He'll take whatever opportunity he gets to sow some disunity in our hearts. We've got to be on guard and not allow him to have uh, the opportunity. I think one of the worst things for us to do would be to try to be kingdom builders without the blessing of God. That makes no sense. Like, this isn't like, uh, you know, just running, being somebody who wants to get better at running. You can do that without the blessing of God. But a kingdom builder? Building a church? No, it's not going to happen. We need the blessing of God here. Okay, letter B, the second one, spiritual maturity. <clears throat> All of us need to commit to growing in spiritual maturity. Don't ever just settle somewhere and say, I'm, I've, I've done enough. I'm good enough. And we're going to be adding in new classes. We're going to be adding in new opportunities. We've already added in things like apprenticeships and uh, ways where we can help uh, train and develop people. But we all need to be in the Word of God, in the presence of God, growing in our spiritual, uh, our spiritual maturity. Uh, we've got to develop maturity. Uh, Hebrews 5, 11 to 14. Uh, again, we don't need to read the whole thing, but it says, I'd like to say more to you, but it's difficult to explain because you're dull and don't seem to listen. You've been believers so long by now you should be teaching others. Instead, you still need someone to teach you the basics. And he goes on to challenge them and say, stop it. Uh, you need to have solid food for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Spiritual maturity is essential. It's essential that we're mature spiritually if we're going to be uh, used by God. There is a very clear link in this passage. I guess maybe I should have read it all, not skip the middle. You need, to, you need someone to teach you the basic things about God's word. You're like babies who need milk and can't eat solid food. Someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what's right. Solid food is for those who are mature through training, recognize the difference right and wrong. There's a link in here between spiritual dullness and the lack of listening, self-feeding, and training. Okay, I'll repeat that. There's a link between spiritual dullness. He says you are spiritually dull. You don't seem to listen. There's a, there's a link between spiritual dullness and the lack of listening, a lack of self-feeding, and a lack of training. We don't get mature by just hanging out. We get mature by training, by listening, by feeding on the Word of God. Get on a Bible reading plan, stay on a Bible reading plan, get accountable with people around you on a Bible reading plan, uh, and let's believe God that we're going to grow in maturity as we do this. Amen? Research that has been done in church circles, and this has been out there for years and years and years, shows that if you had to just pick one thing, one thing that leads to greater spiritual maturity among believers, it's regular reading of the Bible. When they break down all the stats and all the research and try to say, what's, you know, just the one thing? And of course, that's not to negate prayer and coming together in church and all that. But for ones who've done the research on this, they say at the top of the list is time in the Word of God. And I think that kind of makes sense. Right? The Word of God has everything we need for our lives. 
I've met people over the years who say they pray all the time and they hear from God all the time, and yet it constantly doesn't match up with the Word of God. The Word of God is the standard. It is the foundation. If you're going to err on the side of anything, err on the side of devouring the Word of God. And we need to commit to this as a campus launch team and for those remaining at Gage Park uh, here at Garth Street, being in the Word and becoming spiritually mature as believers. Amen? The best combo, of course, is the Spirit combined with the Word. That's where stuff comes alive. That's where the Word jumps off the pages. That's where God speaks things uh, to you. Uh, and just it's not just reading for head knowledge's sake. It's reading to obey and see lives transformed and see lives changed. Amen? Let her see. <coughs> this is another huge one. Humility. Humility. Come on, we all need to be humble. Check the egos at the door. We're not in this for ourselves. We're in this for him and him alone. We're in this for the Lord, and we're in this to see more people connected to him. You know, your time will come. If you feel like you should be promoted into such and such a responsibility or an area, but instead it's one of your friends who gets the call, cheer them on, pray for them, be their biggest cheerleader and support. God sees every single thing that all of us do, and it's vital as kingdom builders. This is not a competition. We're not vying for jobs on a sports team. We're trying to partner with God to be kingdom builders. That humility is so, so, so key. Okay, it's so key. I know some of this stuff, some of you guys think this is basic stuff, but I've been in church for 40 years, and it's not as basic as you think. There's a lot of people not doing any of these things in church all the time. We need to be humble. James 4, uh, 6, God opposes the proud, but gives grace and favor to the humble. We could have the opposition of God, or we can have the favor and the grace of God. Kind of an easy choice in my mind, uh, which way uh, we want to go with this. Teachability, letter D. Teachability. <clears throat> we need to be teachable people. We need to be teachable and allow people to speak into our lives. Allow people to help shape us. Allow people to correct us. We're going to be doing training, like just a quick role play there, but there's going to be training involved to train teen, teams on how to do these things. Hey, you might flub your way through it a few times. That's fine. We're going to keep training with you and working with you to get better at this. Every single one of us has flubbed our way through things it's the first number of times we've done it. I can make this promise to you. As a church, we are absolutely committed to empowering, training, and releasing people in their giftings and in their abilities. If you fall and mess up and make a mistake, we will not kick you to the curb and tell you to not come back. We will help you get back up, and we will train, we will talk to you, help you get ready for the next time, and help lead you to success. Amen. Scripture says that the job of ministers is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. That's what we're going to do. So be committed to the process. Even when you just trip and fall and totally embarrass yourself, it's fine. It's all for him. It's all for him. Exponential Conference, which is coming up in February, and I know many of you are going to come this year. Last year, the, the leader, the guy who started it, okay, Dave Ferguson, the one who runs the whole show, he talked about how it, he's, he's outlined his process, how he takes people in his small group, and he can identify ones who he thinks someday could lead a group or become leaders of some capacity. He doesn't necessarily tell them that, like, I want you to be the next leader. He will eventually, once he feels they're able to hear that, but he will first start by releasing them with tasks and different things to do, start to get some skills under their belt, start to learn how to do things. And he tells the story of one guy who he had done this with, and this guy was ready to lead the whole meeting, be, you know, like start to take some serious steps towards becoming a small group leader. And so he met with them, said, you're on next time. Next month, you're leading the small group. You're doing it all from start to finish. I will be there just like a guy in the crowd. I'm not... Anybody but some, someone else who's in the group. I'm not the leader. You're the leader. Good. Ready to go. I'm pumped. 
Thanks for the opportunity, Dave. They show up at that next session. Dave walks in. Everybody sits down, ready to go. And when it's time to start the meeting, he, Dave looks at him and says, all right, take it away. And the guy had completely forgot. He was like, I'm, I'm doing this one tonight? Yeah, yeah, we met and talked about this. You're on, man. He's like, I got nothing. Like, I don't have anything with me. I don't got notes, lesson, prep, nothing. Just completely flubbed it and dropped the ball. So Dave said, I had to like... You know, we had an awkward moment, and then we all just laughed and made fun of the guy for a couple minutes. And then, <laughs> and then I just had to step in and wing something and, you know, put something together for that, for that night. Now, that's a pretty big flub, right? Some people in some church circles, if Dave was in different church circles, there'd be some places where that person, that was their chance, and they showed zero interest or responsibility at all. So thanks for coming out. We'll move on to the next person. Instead, he met with the guy again and said, okay, let's try this again. How about next time you put this into your organizer or somewhere so that you're going to remember, let's get ready, let's get prepped. Like, come on, man, this is your chance. Don't drop the ball this time. I can imagine this guy had alarms beeping all day the day of the, <laughs> you know, he was a walking beep that whole day, I bet. <laughs> and he showed up and he did it and, you know, went, went fine and so on and so forth. And then the long story, you know, if you fast forward several years, this guy is one of their leaders who, has, who oversees multiple church launches and church plants. He's grown from that place to a guy who totally forgot he was supposed to lead a session to now launching churches all over the region of the United States. And Dave tells the story and says, if I had been someone who said, hey, this guy clearly shows he's not as interested in as I thought he was, let's write him off. How many churches we have right now wouldn't exist because he's the one who started them? The guy's starting church after church after church. Now, if somebody forgets over and over and over and over, you got a problem. But a couple times of flubbing your way through something, we're going to help train you. But you got to be teachable. you got to be willing to be... Uh, teachable. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture breathed by God is profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. This is why we have so much scripture in this training time, because the Bible is what allows us to train and to bring reproof and correction and teaching. But remember, God is going to use people to help train and teach you. There's no such thing in the Christian world as just, just me and God. I don't receive input from my team leader because God gives me all my input. Yeah, you need to crack open the Bible because God's input is you need to receive input from your team leader. This stuff is in the Bible. This stuff is clear. So we need to have teachable, humble attitudes if we're going to be successful for what God has called us to do. How many are with me? Uh, where am I? Letter E, appropriate lines of communication. Appropriate lines of communication. Take issues and problems and breakdowns and things that could become offenses. Take them to the proper people who can help solve the problem. People love to drift information and gossip out sideways and trickle it everywhere, except for people who can help solve the problem. We need to have good lines of communication. Something comes up that just was messed up or forgotten or, you know, offensive even. You want to have it be dealt with. You don't want to have it all circulated now among, among a bunch of people, except for the ones who need to know about it. I love this passage in uh, James 1.26. You can write all these verses down in there. I don't think they're in your notes. James 1.26. Those who consider themselves religious and yet don't keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. We need to be good with our communication. Know who we need to take things to. Have clear lines of communication, not just on breakdowns, but good lines of communication with training and with advancing and with planning. Amen? Letter F, team first. Say it out loud. Team first. Team first. 
Come on, team first, Ephesians 4, 16. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Say full of love. Come on, team first, full of love. Let's be a team that loves one another. Let's be a team that loves on everyone who walks in the doors. Let's be a team that doesn't just love people into our church and then just forgets about them. Let's be a team that loves them into our church and keeps on loving one another as we journey together with what God has us here to do. This is all about the team. This is all about us collectively as a group realizing that God wants to do something great through us. It's not about individual, uh, you know, showing off or anything. It's, it's all about the team, okay? Now, number two, real quickly, the final part to finish here. We've gone long, but I will blame that on all the ridiculous acting that was going on at the uh, amazing acting. You play, you play an incredible baby, I got to say. Number two, lifestyle commitments, okay? Lifestyle commitments. The first one, letter A, goal setting, Yes, there will be goal setting involved. I know some people hate goal setting, but if you don't set goals, how do you know what you're aiming for? If you don't have a target of what we're trying to do, either in your department, in your C group, uh, as an individual, how do you know if you're going to hit the mark? We're going to have goals set of reaching people. We're going to have goals set of connecting with people. We're going to have goals set of uh, doing evangelism events. We're going to have goals set that help our small group leaders uh, keep on track when it comes to uh, meeting people and hanging out in the cafe and these different things. There's going to be some practicalities involved, as there always is, with being kingdom builders. Please don't ever forget, the foundation of everything is loving God and loving people. You can take all the greatest strategy on earth, and I I shared this at the info night, but maybe I should quickly repeat it. Somebody who's a church planter, I read, <clears throat> read uh, one of their interviews, and he talked about getting ready to plant a church. God put on his heart. They got their team ready. They had all the best strategy that there's available in North America. They pulled all the best resources together. They went and launched, and it flubbed. Didn't work. What the heck was this? God, he's all frustrated. You know, he feels God putting the burn back in there. Start a church. So they do it again. Great strategy. Great promo. Great ideas. I mean, great everything. They launch it. It fails. Doesn't work. He said in prayer one day, just really frazzled, really frustrated, he said, I felt God just smack me and say, you've done a great job with all this other stuff, but you forgot one thing, prayer, my presence. This is not just opening up another franchise of a restaurant. This is a spiritual thing. You have to have this thing bathed and saturated in prayer. So we're going to have, that's the second one here, letter B is daily prayer. Daily prayer needs to be a commitment, those of us who are going to be involved in this new season uh, of our church, this new season of what God wants to do. This is a spiritual endeavor, folks. This is not a natural endeavor. So, yes, we will have a lot of natural strategy and training involved, but if it's not saturated in the presence of God, it kind of becomes worthless. This needs to be a spiritual thing that we do, saturated in prayer, saturated in the presence of God. As I just uh, read a minute ago, the whole body fits together perfectly, and the whole body is healthy and growing. When we're healthy, that's where growth comes. And we're all about causing there to be health in your life, health in your small group, health in your A-team. We want health to be at both campuses. We want to be a healthy church that can grow and see more people become healthy and grow and meet Jesus. Remember, this is never about our church becoming famous. This is about Jesus being made famous. This is never about you or I or any individual becoming famous. It's about him being made famous. A healthy church full of healthy people can't help but reproduce more healthy people. 
A healthy church that's passionate about the Great Commission and reaching people can't help but do that. That's what flows from a healthy believer. There's no such thing as a healthy believer who doesn't care about the lost, who doesn't care about reproducing. This is what we're going to do. And I think it's amazing that we already have this foundation of a church that's 75% new believers. This is what we're going to keep on doing as our mission going forward. Amen? How many are excited about what God's taken us as a church? Come on. How many have found this helpful here tonight for session one, core commitments, strategies? Come on, I want to encourage you. Let's start praying. Let's start believing God that we are going to see amazing things come as we start training together, we start praying together. Why don't you all stand up? We're going to take some time in prayer right now. We're going to get into God's presence. This needs to be saturated in the presence of God. There's an enemy out there who would love to stop or slow down or halt this advancement, but we have to be fighting the good fight. We need to be in the presence of God, understanding that we're going to push back and not let the enemy have his way. Lift your hands up to the Lord, church. Come on, let's just begin to speak in tongues. Let's begin to call out to God. Fill this place with the presence of God tonight.